I mean, no one comes into our house and pushes us around. You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. And those of you who are familiar with it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your all-American hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. And good morning. This is Phil Stargell and this is the Abolitionists Roundtable in Michigan. And today... Uh, you know, can uh, can we continue to get these bad news uh, reports about how the Democrat Party is sticking a knife into the country, tearing the country down, board by board, piece by piece? And it, it seems that uh, the only thing that the Republican Party can do is join in with the Democrats and trash the opposition. Uh, you know, it is it is incredible uh, what, what I've just seen. Here yeah. they're going to indict a, a, a former president because they say that uh, that he has done something that uh, that other people have done and they have done absolutely nothing about. Where are we going with this? I mean, and and what what is our Republican majority in the House of Representatives? Where are they? They should be outraged that uh, that they would pull a stunt like this. What is what what is this? The Mussolini uh, or the Hitler uh, regime that's that's taking over the White House? I mean, yeah. to have your 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 Police go into a subject and get involved into something and investigate somebody when there was an agreement in a in a law passed by the Congress to get around this kind of thing to, to make it where a president can uh, can use the FBI to investigate an opponent in a in a in a, in a, in a uh, presidential race. This is why they did what they did. They understood in, uh, what the situation is. And a lot of people in this country don't seem to understand that we are the unique of the world. And we should be teaching that to our children. Instead of that, what are we teaching them? That they have some type of right to do just about anything they want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 the Democrats have made it a very very obvious intent to know that they are against the constitutional authority in this country and are willing to do whatever it takes to get us out of constitutional limits. They are for unlimited spending, unlimited power over the people. But they always tell you that uh, that they want to treat everybody. That's that's garbage. They've never treated anybody 
uh, as, as they treat themselves. And uh, and and people, if if you believe that the Democrat Party means you some good, why is the gasoline three dollars and fifty cent a gallon? You know, here we are struggling, trying to pay high prices, and everybody else in the world is living off of uh, the, 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 the remains of the oil industry. In, in China, I mean, uh, and, and Saudi Arabia, look at that, look at them. They're holding back and everything, trying to get the prices as high as they can get them. Yep. And we won't even, yes. won't even dig any anything. Four dollar a gallon gas coming up again, yeah. folks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, good morning, Phil, and uh, happy Father's Day. Or should I say, should we change it to Happy Non-Birthing Persons Day? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I guess we need to get with the times here. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, this is what you're looking at, I guess, and I think this is probably the definition of what's called a process crime. Uh, I have absolutely no confidence that uh, that Trump, even in Florida, Trump's going to get a fair trial. You look at this prosecutor, Jack Smith, I call him Jack the Hack because it's exactly what he is. He's mm -hmm. got, to put it mildly, he's got a checkered, uh, mixed uh, resume of, of results. The two, the two biggest uh, cases that come to mind that I've heard that, that, that Smith uh, was involved in uh, when he wasn't across the pond there uh, at the uh, International Criminal Court involved the lieutenant, I think it was lieutenant governor of Virginia, I forget his name, and then John Edwards. And uh, he overreached on that and he got, he got, he didn't get struck down, he got smacked down by the Supreme Court mm. uh, on, on that, uh, on, on both those cases. So mm. I have no, no, uh, you know, no confidence at all that there, that, Donald Trump's going to get a fair trial. But before we go with that, uh, uh, Phil, we got a call from uh, a lady you met and had a great conversation with uh, during your travels this week. Uh, uh, Amanda, I believe it is. Is that uh, is that correct? Amanda? Amanda, uh, I believe Amanda Hawkins, I think, right? If I read correctly. Yeah, from God's. Uh, okay, go ahead, Phil. Go ahead, introduce, introduce Amanda to us. Well, this is uh, something that, uh, that, that will happen when people that think alike and, and, and have the same values mm -hmm. run across each other. They can be total strangers and somehow or another it can, you know, it can then result in a good good outcome. God works in mysterious ways, my friend. Yes, it does. And yes, it uh, does. this is uh this we uh, struck up a conversation and I I told her I'd like to hear more and I'm sure that people out here listening Oh sure. Like to hear a story, and uh, I'm I'm just going to uh, just turn it over to you, and uh, Amanda, and you can uh, you can take it from there. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning. God's glory. Thank you so much for um, having me on, and I, I find it to be a true blessing because this is something that I've been praying for mm -hmm. um, last year, and yeah. I just know that God is working and. When he had uh, me and my husband step out last year and step out of the world a little bit and live in the word, he, uh, he provided, and he also anointed us to start God's Battle Network, which is wow. a platform, YouTube and Rumble. And mm -hmm. um, 
We do videos that are Holy Spirit driven. They're testimonies of what God's done in people's lives. And what if the, I'll also have conversations with pastors and, uh, and then the Holy Spirit's been working through us and wanting us to share messages. But, um, last year, I was, uh, I went to go see a prophet named Emma Stark, and she came from Ireland because she said for three months the Lord was waking her up in the middle of the night at 111 and 222, 333, 311. I think all of us that are in with the Spirit, we know kind of how that feels. And she said that the Lord told her she needed to go to Detroit, Michigan, and tell the people that they were being bewitched and that they are being held down by a demonic presence and that the generation is being slaughtered right now. So that really just, uh, that really took my heart because the week before I was in Colorado and I went to a church called The Rock, which is ironic because the church I go to here in, in New Baltimore is called The Rock. And they were talking about how they saved a boy the week before that was born to a drug addict. And he had 12 different drugs in his system. But the Lord oh had just protected him so much that he was not, he had no withdrawal systems whatsoever. And he was just, the glory of God was being poured over this little boy. Wow. And and I heard this because apparently they have a problem in Denver where women will get pregnant and they will sell their babies in back alleys. And oh. um, and we all know that that's not going to good people. And so when I heard this woman, fast forward a week, I heard this woman, this woman and this coming from Ireland saying this. I said, no, not today, devil. You use me. And I started praying and praying and praying. And. This year, when I went into a month of fast in January, the Lord said, you're going to, when I came out, he goes, I'm going to teach you how to pray. That's what you're going to start praying for is how to pray. So all year this year, I've been praying on my face every morning when I wake up and just giving it to God and spending time in the word and making sure my temple's healthy. And then I I have four babies. So I've got a lot on my plate. And, but this, uh, and plus this year, my God, uh, God bless my husband with a new opportunity for a job. So he didn't have a lot of vacation time, but when in February came rolling out that they said, we're doing mission work, just going to find missing children in Detroit. I said, Lord, that's you. I'm going to make, I'm giving it to you. I don't know how this is going to work out, but I know it is. <laughs> well, so Tim, that's, that's, two days that, that's, off and took the kids and... I went in Detroit with a um, ministry called the Shepherd's Rescue. And they looking for children all around the country and, and city. And what they do is they work with law enforcement with the children that are missing within 30 or 40 days of when they plan on coming to that city. And then they have a flyer made up that has all the information about each child with a picture, their name, what date they went missing, where, and all their information, and then a, a number for them to call. So when yeah. they came to Detroit, they had three precincts. They had the second precinct, the fifth precinct, uh, the sixth precinct, and excuse me, the eighth precinct. So they had four. And four. they came down, and we went and looked all around with this uh, pamphlet. And I woke up that morning, and I said, God, I just give it to 
you know, I give it to you. Just use me to do everything you can. Use me to get all the leads you want. So that morning I was just, I was hype. And we go in there and we go in with a team and we drop down on the ground. Um, where it was, but it was in, and there was, uh, so I looked at the booklet and the little boy in there was named Luke. And we all know that that's biblical because that's one of the gospels. And right. I, I looked a little bit closer, and he's the youngest one on the on the list at 11 years old. And I said, Lord, Lord, just lead me to uh, lead me to do your work because <clears throat> always I'm from Texas, and I and I always tell the Lord, Lord, I've got three superpowers. I said I got a big mouth, big ears, and um, I want to use them. So go ahead and use them to your glory and. The first place that we, the Lord told us to go into, he just was like, Amanda, you need to go into cell phone stores. So the first cell phone store you see, you need to go into. And we get off on the street and we're walking and there's um, nothing but uh, closed down businesses and businesses were, that weren't open yet. So we just keep walking. And then um, we finally get to a stretch where it's kind of uh, busy. And there, there it is. There's a T-Mobile. And I said, I told my girl, I said, right, I said, we need to go to T-Mobile. So we cross the street and we get over there. And the, right when we get in, I look at the guy and I start talking to him. And I tell him, like, hi, my name's Amanda. We're in town this week um, to look for missing kids. And um, this is a list of children that have gone missing specifically in your neighborhood. And I was like... So if you could help us and look at this list, that would be great. And the, he started turning to the first page he looks and he goes, I see boy, that boy Luke, I saw him last night. He was in here with his mama, which I don't know. I don't think from what it sounded like it was his mom. It was someone claiming to be his mother. You know, because yeah. remember, they use, these, they use these tools to lure children into them, cell phones or promising things or someone talk to them on the street because they're lonely and no one's, you know, they don't have anybody around them. And so this woman take him, took him into T-Mobile and he goes, and she was like, yeah, I seen that blankety blank. I told him he looked like a bad blankety blank that he was, um, he just looked like he wanted to fight everybody. And that just grabbed my heart because I, I grew up around people talking really harshly and, and talking down on, on you. And when I heard that, I was like, his heart is hurt. This kid is scared. And I was, and he wanted to help. The guy behind the counter was like, they were my last clients last night. I can print up her information and the phone numbers. And I'm getting excited. I'm like, I know he is not supposed to do this. And so I'm like, yes, do it. And his manager came over and he's like, you can't do that, this and that. And I was like, okay, thank you. But we've got enough information. So we go and we call in to the um, team leaders of this uh, ministry, the Shepherds. And they get on the horn, and they start working, and they come and talk to him again, and, and they go running the numbers because now law enforcement is involved, and they can go get the phone number of this minor. And within three hours, by noon, by the time that we came in for lunch, that little boy had been found, and the woman was uh, taken into custody, and he was put placed with his grandma in a very safe environment. Praise Jesus. That's 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 fantastic. You know, it's we, we need more involvement in that uh, in in this whole in this whole fight um, because the, the children, Amanda, I think are really in the crosshairs. I mean, you look at it. Uh, the ones that aren't aborted are they're 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 forced to grow up too quickly. 
They are used yeah. as pawns in, uh, in yeah. uh, human trafficking and this type of thing. And and we always hear the the leftists, the liberals tell us how they're doing this stuff for the children. But what there's also a flip side. It's what they're doing to the children. And they're yeah, not and, doing anything for them. And the one thing that, that I would like to, to understand yeah. is that there is a, a, um, a, a monetary amount that is, yeah. is put out there for, uh, and we're supposed to be missing thousands upon thousands of children that have come across the border illegally and, uh, and, and maybe using uh, these kids as, as, as uh, ways to, to finance the operations, more operations of the drug trade and the the uh, the the uh, the smuggling trade coming from down below the border, and and uh, nobody seems to 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 uh, to question because I've been trying to find out just what is the agreement with the uh, the the people that are coming into the country and the people that are running the NGOs here in America. There's, and, and we got our budget of uh, what, $90 billion a year? Something like that, yeah, it's crazy. How much mm -hmm. money is is going to these these NGOs? And we, 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 we only thing we hear is numbers going up. Yeah. The fentanyl numbers going up. Yeah. The trafficking numbers going up. The missing children going up. Yeah. Yeah, they just vanished into thin air. Yeah. The trafficking is going to surpass the drug and gun yeah. already. It's already there. There are only yeah, there, and that's only because the real number is probably five to eight, 8,000, because a lot of people don't actually turn in uh, missing children. But every day there's 2,500 missing children reports every day. Yeah, and, that sounds like that's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, and the statistic that the gentleman, uh, Brad, that runs this ministry gave is that every 45 seconds, there's a child that goes missing. And wow. it's not just the van anymore. It's the phone that the parents are allowing and the screens that they're allowing their children to have and into their bedrooms. I mean, the white van is in the bedroom now. And these yeah. children are being manipulated into giving in for, for gifts and toys and materialistic things. Um, and it's just that because God is not a part of most families and, and everyday life. And even if it, if it is, it is still being penetrated by the enemy because in the schools they are teaching them very erotic things at a very young age. I mean, I, I pulled my child out of public school after kindergarten because I did not like the, the things that they were coming home talking about. She was singing. It was very disturbing. And it was extreme propaganda. And I know that because in my 20s, I used to actually be a liberal. And I lived in Virginia, and I graduated from Virginia Commonwealth University um, with a political science degree, uh, very high GPA. And I was um, thinking that the way that you change community is not God, because I wasn't raised in the church. I, um, I thought it was politics. But then when I got in the room with people like Terry McCullough, and then his right-hand guy, who is now the mayor of Richmond, which is uh, Mayor Stoney, I really mm -hmm. started seeing the truth of it. And it wasn't, it wasn't trying to help the blue-collar worker. 
like what no. my parents told Democrat was in the 80s and the 90s. No, it was about this radical agenda moving forward with telling people they can choose who they want to be. They can choose all these different things about themselves. And none of it had to do with God or the purpose of life or anything. It was, it was literally nonsense, materialistic, and extreme power from the enemy. And I said, and that's when I found God. I actually gave myself to God because we had been married for eight years and we couldn't have children. And my husband um, had severe fertility issues and we didn't know it. And then um, the Lord healed his testosterone level and we were able to move, uh, have my first child. And it was when I gave my life to God, he, I, gave, I got on my knees and said, I don't know the difference between you and your son and who you are, but if you can fix my marriage and give me children and um, heal our souls, I said, I will, I will go anywhere and do anything you want me to do. And the next day he opened up a door, and within seven weeks our home was on the market, and we were living in, da- in Fort Worth at my mamaw's house. who had turned 100, and she couldn't uh, live by herself anymore. And the Lord gave him a job, and the Lord gave us Katerina. And, um, and then a year and a half later, he goes, I want you to move again. So he moved us to Michigan, and he gave him a job again in five minutes. And, and we came here, and, um, and it's been a blessing ever since. He placed me at the Rock Church, and I learned the Lord, and I got baptized there. And um, I've been working for God ever since. That's absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, we have a few more minutes here before the break, but uh, in, that, in that time, uh, could you uh, uh, give us some information as to where people can get in touch with you and get involved if they, uh, if they so choose to do so? Absolutely. Um, you can, we are on Facebook at God's Battle Network. We are also on Twitter, and um, all of our videos can be accessed on YouTube and Rumble. And so all of our contact information is on there, and we will get back to you, you know, pretty much within an hour or two of you uh, yeah. contacting us. But, um, you know, this is just something that God wanted him to do. Uh, last year, God told us to step out, and Tim had a 16-year uh, news career, and he was working at ABC7 doing promotions. And we just felt the Lord calling us, um, I have more for you. And you're going to step out, but you're going to have to step out, and it's not here yet. And so we did, and he retired from the news, and he's very, he's very gifted. He has 16 Emmys for uh, editing and video, and I'm very blessed that he put us together. God did because um, he can do the wow. production part, of it, and then God uses me for the for the mouth and the ears, and um, and together we are that one um, that one body, like Jesus talks about. That you know when you come together, and that that's the only thing that's going to fix this country. That's the only thing that's going to reset all of this madness in the darkness that's taken over is everybody just repenting and going to God and changing their lives and having a massive pivot in the natural so God can pivot in the supernatural in their lives and and feel his glory poured over their lives every day. I mean, I'm convinced of it because in my 20s, I was like, oh, my gosh, I cannot live like this again. I'm not going to do my 30s like this. I'm giving it to God. I'm going to turn to him. I'm not I'm going to. Stop doing what my dad told me to do, and I'm going to do what the father's telling me to do. And ever since then, he has he has given back to me tenfold of what was taken by the enemy, and everything's been returned, and everything is is the glory of God. And I really well, truly that's... believe that. We want all of this to change. We've got to we've got to get ourselves right in the Word and in prayer, and that's where it starts. It's nothing that all of us are going to say. It's always going back to God's Word and having a direct contact with Him with praying and giving it to Him every day. Praise Jesus. Amen. Thank you so Amen. much for having me on. I truly appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you. 
Don't be a stranger. Uh, we're here and we're going to be here. And we, uh, we, we, we hope you continue to listen and, uh, and, uh, we'll tighten these ties up and we'll get to know each other and we'll uh, yep. go down this road to this journey together. Well, God yes, bless you, sir. Amanda. God bless you and your, your, your husband and your wonderful family. Um, and keep up the great work because we need, we need more involvement of, of, of the kind that you're, uh, that, that you're carrying out here. And it's, uh, you're doing, you're literally doing God's work. So God bless. And, and thanks very much for joining us in the Abolitionist Roundtable in Michigan. Thank you thanks so much. So much. <laughs> we'll be back. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Fleury. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And we are back, and I um, uh, hope that, uh, that the previous guest... Uh, uh, hit you like they hit me she hit me because i mean this is a powerful uh attitude to have of you know we've got to get involved we've got that's to right. just can't stand by and that's right because it this thing is is national and there is a national effort to to uh, just change america uh from the great country that she was <clears throat> You know, just in any ordinary two-bit dictatorship. Yeah. And yeah. and that's where we're headed. I mean, if you, you can see that there is such a one-sided effort by the the people that are in power now, but they they don't give up power. They no. fight like the devil for it. And it seems that they outfight us every time. I mean, I, I, I've been so uh, upset about this last election yeah. that, uh, that I, you know, because like a lot of this stuff would be avoided right now if there was that red wave that I kept predicting wasn't going to happen. Well, when you have people like Nolan Finley calling, uh, calling a, a, an honorable woman like Tudor Dixon a, a, a rotten candidate for governor, yeah, you know, you, you can tell where this. Yeah, hey, don't don't help us, Nolan, please, <laughs> please yeah. don't help us. You know, but then yeah. you know, you've got you've got these these uh, these pundits, the Rachel Mad Mad Cows and the 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 morning schmoes and the morning schmucks and all these people. You know, they're they're calling they're calling conservatives Nazis, and that's what uh, Joe from Wyandotte uh, was referencing when he called in to uh, to speak with us. So good morning, Joe. Happy uh, non-birthing person's day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Before you talked to Amanda, you were uh, talking, uh, Phil mentioned Mussolini, and it is exactly right. You mentioned uh, the talking heads on TV constantly calling us Nazis. It is, of course, psychological projection. The very yeah. definition of it. Everything they are, they try to lay off and blame and call someone else to deflect attention from their actions. Joy Reid on the MSNBC network was, 
you know, calling DeSantis a Nazi in Florida, a white supremacist <clears throat> state. But to Phil's point, who are the brown shirts, the Hitlerian brown shirts? Or so much in Mussolini, the El Duce black shirt. It is the leftists. And yeah. people don't understand history. That's why the left doesn't want history taught. 28 planks of the National Socialist Deutschland Arbiter Party, the Nazi Party of the 30s Germany, is literally... Literally, I'm not engaging in hyperbole here. And yeah, while they tried to disguise the language, 28 planks of the Nazi platform is in today's modern Democrat platform. Yeah. Don't take my word. Compare them. Go to DuckDuckGo, bring up the Communist Manifesto, the Nazi platform, and the Democrat platform, and see the identicalness of them. Because I just posted on social media the other day, we are literally in 1930s Germany. A small group of people, especially like the... Uh, you know, the Rainbow Mafia, very small group, but vocal and willing to be violent to suppress and silence their opposition to hold power and control, exactly like the Nazis did. It is said that really only 6% of Germans were actually hardcore Nazi, but yet complacency, like you guys are saying, you've got to be involved. You can't be complacent. You let a small but vocal and violent group roll you over, gain and hold power, and bad things happen. They are fascocrats, as I call them. Well, you know, Joe, when they say it's 6% of the people, but it's 100% of the, of, of the government that are hardcore Nazis. That's what it is, and that's what it is here. Ah, uh, these, yeah, these. Oh, you make uh, a very people. good point. So yes, exactly. Once they gain power, as Democrats, fascocrats, as I call them, have over the last several decades, when they hold White House and congressional power, they create and fund the agencies and fill them. The deep state. I have a problem when people use the word uniparty. I get where they're coming from, but that's not right. There are plenty of Republicans, real Republicans, like me, fighting rhinos, senos, and fascocrats alike. So uh, please don't use the uniparty word, because words have meaning. It is, like you alluded to, Phil, the deep state. The senos, uh -huh. rhinos, fascocrats, all establishment deep state, power-hungry, control-hungry people. There is a difference. You make a, you alluded to a great point. Well, see, well you know what, Joe? Uh, uh, I, I heard this on another talk show earlier uh, this week, but I didn't think it was, uh, I didn't think it was actually uh, uh, on the up and up. I thought it might, it might have been a, a send-up or something like that. But, but one of the callers mentioned a T-shirt with, a number of AK-style uh, long guns uh, in varying colors, and the caption is "Trans rights or else." And the T-shirt, and it's actual an actual T-shirt you can get online. 
<laughs> so this idea about, you know, being, uh, we just want to be accepted for who we are and all this other claptrap. You know, they started with that. Way back these when. They just, wanted to be, they just wanted to be left alone. You remember? Yeah. Yeah, the days of tolerance and acceptance is long gone. And we all told you, you know, the slippery slope arguments are always dismissed. <laughs> and once again, we're proven right. We told yeah. you it was all headed to this. The pedophilia uh, it was the always the end goal, the legalization, elimination of statutory rape laws. So... Nambla, uh, Ted Nugent yeah. was on Newsmax mentioning it just the other day. Exactly. The North American Man Boy Love Association. This has yeah. always been their control. They're pulling the strings under the hood to legalize pedophilia. And yeah, the tolerance and acceptance is gone. I coined fascist crutch. I also coined years ago the phrase, you get no, and I have gay friends. We have no problem with each other because they are the old tolerance and acceptance crowd, and we accept each other for who they are, each other are. They know my position on traditional marriage, and ultimately, final judgment is for the Lord, not yeah. me as a real Christian. But these are gativists engaging in gativism. Mm -hmm. Well, you mentioned uh, uh, the Nazi platform, 28 points. Uh, check out, folks, check out the, uh, go online, check out the list of communist goals as uh, read into the congressional record on January 10th, 1963. This is from the Naked Communist by Cleon Skousen. There's a total of, 60, of 45, 45, Joe, uh, points that, uh, that uh, the, the communist uh, party wants to uh, you know, wants to address uh, to overthrow this country. And there's a reason, uh, Joe and Phil, uh, that until recently the Communist Party wasn't running a presidential candidate. It's because the Democrats were, uh, were giving them everything they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. was his name? Norman? Norman uh, somebody well, in had, the had, 19... Well, you had, you had Eugene Debs, you had Gus Hall, and you had Norman Thomas. Yeah, I believe was was it uh, was it Debs who uh, ran for president from a jail cell? <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, remember. Yeah, I think it was Norman Thomas or Norman somebody who said, "Yeah, we don't need to run a candidate. Our goals are all the same goals as the fascocrats. Let them yeah. run a candidate. They're more viable because they they don't openly talk about the goals." But the goals are the same. They are liars. Like they you. are cheaters. They will gain power any way possible. And that makes a point. And you, uh, you're mentioning communists. A lot of people want to call them socialists. Uh, right. I call them fascocrats. I mean, the line of all those leftists, and they are all leftist ideologies, on the left is full power and control, on the right is anarchy. Nobody I know is an anarchist. We all want a limited form of government. And while Antifa may use anarchist tactics, they are fascocrats. Those lines have blurred now. Fascist, communist, socialist, they're really kind of all the same, right? It's a communist or socialist wants to manipulate 
that wants to fully take over business, have them state-owned, state-run directly. A fascist wants to do it the Democrat way, just the government nudges, it regulates, it suggests at the point of a gun. Yeah. How do you think we got the $31 trillion in debt, guys? And you know what? If this goes any further... We're, we're, the, the time's going to come, and we're, and we're going to see it very, very soon, uh, Joe, where the interest on the debt is going to far outstrip what we pay to defend this country. We're talking about a trillion dollars alone just to service the interest on the debt. Now, who, but now who, what, who on the private sector yeah, pays, they just pay the interest the on their debt? you got to get the principal at some point, right, Joe? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, you know, I'm tired of seeing these ads already for whatever pack it is, supposedly, from the Republican yeah. side about, oh, how McCarthy ruled Biden. We clawed back COVID funds. No, you didn't. That's all nice spin. And I'm tired trillion of it. Be- in COVID because funds, if you no, claw back the money dollars. and don't put it in the treasury it's not really clawed back they gave it to an agency to use as a source fund that's not clawing it back they're still going to spend it so yes we've got to actually make some real cuts or we are in trouble the debt's still out of control the deficits are still going strong in the trillions and they want to cloward and piven the deep state wants to coward and piven America into bankruptcy. Hey, Joe, are you, are you a member of AMAC? Pardon? Are you a member of AMAC? Uh, uh, no. I am a, uh, uh, which, which, oh, uh, yes, yes, I'm a member of AMAC, not AARP, yes. Did you get did you get the uh, May-June issue, which shows uh, de-dollarization? Did you read the article on that? No, I, I saw it, but I didn't read it. Oh, uh, man, oh man, that's a real eye-opener, folks. If you if you belong to AMAC, the Association of Retired uh, of Mature American Citizens, I, I suggest you read the article uh, starting on page 34. It's called De-Dollarization, a, uh, a, a Serious Threat, and it's by a gentleman named, uh, let me check the, the, uh, the name here. Uh, this is by, okay, this is by... Uh, Andrew Abbott, who's a, uh, well, a pen name for a writer and a public affairs consultant with experience in D.C. and intersection of politics and culture. But read it. We're looking at we're looking at the dollar being completely decoupled from most of the uh, most of the major countries in the world or most of the countries in the world as a reserve currency. And guess it's going to take over, Joe. China, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, uh, there are other African nations now looking at making their own like European Union style coupling and currency. I mean, the the world is indeed moving away from the dollar. And quite frankly, the way America is going, I can understand why they would want to do that. And that will indeed be the final nail in in our debt and deficits and and power and control economically influencing the world once the dollar is completely debased. All right. Well, anyway, love your brothers. Take care. God bless. I know you got to get to the Edwards Notebook, so I'll listen to the rest of the line. Love you guys. (laughs)
<laughs> Thank you, Joe, for calling. Always great. Hey, Dave, from uh, fantastic Patriot guys. And yeah, I guess, uh, uh, I guess I got a message, uh, on the screen here that actually Father's Day is next Sunday. So, uh, anyway, an early, an early happy Father's Day to everybody. Okay. Well, we got the Edwards notebook on tap. So if you would, uh, kindly do the honors, uh, Derek. Have you ever noticed the more junk food and other unhealthy items people consume, the more negatively controlled they are? Hello. I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee, many black Americans have proportionately consumed more junk and fast food than any other major group of Americans. It is my opinion, if you constantly eat nutritionally bad food, it negatively affects every other aspect of your daily life and makes you more easily controlled by negative forces in media, government, and less able to discern or even care about trying to live or encourage others to live a morally principled and upwardly mobile lifestyle. I believe that if certain powerful elitists in government and elsewhere working to fundamentally transform America into a land of controlled, useful idiots, if they succeed, they will not only continue to indoctrinate young students in government schools, but will try to snare everyone through unhealthy government-approved food and water supplies, which they believe will make everyone more accepting of an extreme leftist, anti-good, anti-clean, and anti-God society, preventing everyone from achieving their highest potential. Thus, the self-destruction of America would be achieved. I'm Ron Edwards. You all the fried chicken in the world. By now. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 wry little by now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. you know an, an, another thing. Uh, uh, if you if if you folks get in Primus, uh, the publication from Hillsdale College, free uh, publication, uh, which means the. Yeah, the, the price is certainly right, but there's a lot of great stuff in it. And this month, uh, there is an article in Primus by Bjorn Lomborg, who is the Danish uh, uh, economic Danish economist who is who is uh, examines the climate change issue, and uh, it, it's quite it's quite eye opening. So uh, that's something else you guys can uh, can look at out there to uh, to. Uh, uh, for for your conservative reading, uh, a, the AMAC article on de-dollarization and also the uh, the Imprimus article, and uh, you can uh, go to Imprimus by going to hillsdale.edu and uh, signing up. Uh, well, you know, again, we're we're just we're just we're just burning through the the time we have. Uh, oh as oh yeah. Today, it, but uh, you know, time slides when you're having fun. You know, uh-huh. but you know, uh, even though you know we are getting that information out, and it's and it's good that that we can get information out. But the thing is that we need some action. Yeah, and we need the the Republican Party to take it up. There, in my estimation, there's no reason for us to have. Anywhere near the deficit spending that we're having, no way. We have uh, the, the uh, so much resource that we can offset that that debt by producing in this country. And 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 when I say producing in this country, it don't mean to bring 
Chinese people over here and and have them finance projects here. Yeah. And and get us uh, in more debt. What mm-hmm. what what are the lunatics in Washington? How are they going to justify them to keep keep spending like they are? And and people keep telling them you you know you you you're going over the edge. You're going over the edge, and they can't care anything about it. They could keep buying their way into uh, more and more debt. That's what they're doing. They're buying debt. And then not only that, look at what look at this uh, revelation the, the, from uh, a, a few weeks ago that uh, these people just voted themselves a thirty four thousand dollar a year pay raise. Yeah. And they, but they don't call it a pay raise. Oh no, they they call it reimbursement. Yeah. Well, in order for re, to be reimbursed for something, you have to spend something, right? Yeah. And then provide the proper pay, paperwork. But these people don't even have to do that. All they gotta do is just tell. Uh, whoever's in charge of uh, what the, the disperser, whoever's, you know, in charge of writing the checks to, to pay these people. Hey, look, I spent this much money. Uh, you know, I want it back. Yeah. And they don't even have to say they, they spent anything. Don't yeah. guess I need to be reimbursed for this. Yeah. And, and, and the Democrats have, have done this. You talk about every, a scam. Yeah. <laughs> every since they have been in the 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 union after they went through the civil war yeah they have been able to manipulate the 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 laws in this country as long as they benefited them oh yeah sure hey they get theirs aoc yeah. gets hers she yeah. she's vetted now i mean she's she can she can just step down resign or uh, retire not not seek re-election and she's set for the rest of her life yeah and it takes you one turn as a congressperson to get yeah. vetted. My understanding is, so I could be wrong, but you know, yeah. But I you can it. see what their philosophy is. They, uh, they, 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 you know, I mean, what <clears throat> sense does it make that they have never recovered all of the debt that they owed, and only thing they've ever done was pile up debt. They bought debt. That's what they've done. And 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 anytime somebody says something about cut making some cuts, the first thing they do is tell you, "Well, you can't cut Social Security." Well, if you had any sense, you'd never would have put it in a Social Security fund like that in the first place. <laughs> That's right. Well, the thing is, what they talk about is the is what's what's the what's the rate of growth for each program annually? What eight percent, something like that? When yeah. when they when when if the the moment. Uh, a Republican like Kevin McCarthy or, uh, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene or somebody else suggests, you know, reducing the rate of growth, the left screams bloody murder. That's that's what that's their idea of a cut. Yeah. OK. Not getting the full amount that you you're, you're supposedly you, you get year after year. OK. Instead yeah. of like a 10 percent increase is maybe an 8 percent or a 5 percent. Boom. That's a cut. Wait a minute. But look how many people. <laughs> look how many departments have money left over when it comes time yeah, I know. to. And then what do they do? They they go on a wild spending spree. They sure do. Instead of saying, "Well, you know what? Let's put this back here, and uh, we can start from that point the next, and and that'll start, you know, getting the ball rolling to to rolling back that debt." Yeah. You know where you find out what works and what keeps you from going over budget 
But these people, they 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 uh, they don't have any idea about uh, what it takes to run a household. Obviously, because well, it's no different than uh, a government is no different than you and me having to keep uh, some kind of order on our monetary uh, supply. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, uh, it's it's like uh, like you say. You know, once that once they get into once they get into power, they just seem to forget all about economics. You know, the the the, the dinner the the, the 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 kitchen table issues is what they call. Them. Yeah. Um, and they pay lip service to it, but when it when when you get down to it, when push comes to shove, and all said and done, you're you're still you're still uh, you know trillions of dollars in debt. You haven't done well, a damn thing to stop it. It's the same thing as they do when they say things like common sense gun control laws. Mm -hmm. How could you? I mean, this this shows you how with their philosophy is. I know. To say that it's common sense to take a gun away from a legal citizen because an illegal guy took. You know, folks, that's it for now. Well, uh, yeah, the next week. Round table the Talk 1600 listeners to continue the roundtable discussions by mailing correspondence to Art of Michigan, Post Office Box 135, Garden City, Michigan 48135.